It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Who they think you're going to beat them Bengals? It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Today, we have our final. We're finally here. The draft is tomorrow. Thank God. I am so ready for this draft to happen. And what that means is that we're at the final of Mock Madness. And just before we get into the rest of the show, another reminder that this podcast is currently sponsored by Abco Safety. We don't have a new product to talk to you about today. Check out the live show tomorrow, and if you miss it, the upload after that for the next product that we're going to promote. But you can still call Abco Safety at 513-672-1818 and mention Locked On Abco for your 15% discount off your first order. So make sure you do that. Support the local business. Support the podcast. Now let's get back to talking about Mock Madness. The players you want are players that are unlikely to be there at 11. It's really the the final question, the pairing of Devin White against Ed Oliver is, who do you want to either unexpectedly fall to the Bengals or who do you want them to trade up for? And let's imagine that they're trading up to say eight or or seven, which means they're giving up maybe a third round, maybe a third and a fourth maybe next year's fourth who knows but they're not giving up necessarily the second round pick to go all the way up to say five or four right so that's what you got to think about it let's say oliver or white get there and i thought about this today as the recent rumors reports whatever this is called uh the day before the draft where things start to get it's kind of of a weird balance of is this a straight up smokescreen uh diversion or is this what's happening and teams are setting their boards and starting to make moves and i i tend to lean that way especially with 24 hours to go and but it's, uh it's like 50 50 right right some of, the, some of them are legitimate like there's all this talk about washington wanting to trade up for daniel jones today and we'll find out tomorrow and another report really said daniel so. jones yeah, they said they're smitten with Haskins in that, but then the the other one was that Washington is ready to break the draft and move up as high as possible to get their guy, which great chaos works in our favor, and then chaos starts when they start trading up and taking quarterbacks. If we can get some of these teams that are going to take our guy, whether that be you guys are going to vote on it, Oliver or White, uh, to get them to get behind Cincinnati, go to fifteen, let's say with Washington, that's a good thing. Uh, I've heard the Bucks are interested in trading down from five. That the at eight, the the Lions are interested interested in trading down. But I've heard that's for a team that wants to come up and get a tackle. Same with Buffalo at nine. If they don't get their guy, which maybe Ed Oliver, they'd like to move back a few spots and get Christian Wilkins. So if those things happen and 
teams come up and take tackles or in, in quarterbacks, guess what that leaves for the Bengals? Potentially, Ed Oliver. Don't think it's going to happen at all. I still think he goes top five. But I did. A, I started doing my mock, my final mock for the athletic that will come out tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening. And I did that scenario, and guess who was there at 11? Devin White. And I said, well, this doesn't make any sense. Let me throw this out and do it again. But then I was looking at it, and I'm not going to end up with Devin White, so I'm telling you. And uh, and I just go, yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. Is it the Bucks only? And then who else will take them? It could happen. And I think the the Broncos are still stuck on Devin Bush at 10. Everyone, everyone, you look at everyone's final mock. They've got Devin Bush to the Broncos at 10. And if that's the case, they might take him over White still, and White could be there at 11. Best case scenario. But still, we're talking mock madness here. you got to choose who, in that scenario, would you like to trade up and go to number eight? Who do you want most the Bengals to either go up and get or possibly fall to Cincinnati at 11? And that's your choice, Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle we've talked about a lot on this podcast we were in love with him for a lot of the draft process he was falling to 11 routinely in the mock drafts we did because somebody has to fall i mean somebody doesn't have to fall what's the worst case scenario it goes kyler murray first quinn and williams joey or nick bosa whatever his name is uh allen white the worst case scenario is that only one quarterback goes yeah, right. I'm just I'm trying to name it, right? Like it's it's three tackles, two linebackers, one quarterback, and all the all the top end defensive linemen. Right. That's that's the worst case for the Bengals, right? The worst case is they end up and they say, ah, Andre Dillard, Jawan Taylor, or Montez Sweat, or Rashad Gary. You know, right? It, it and those aren't terrible options. No, Dillard's gone in the worst case. You're deciding you're deciding between probably Brian Burns, maybe Montez Sweat, and Cody Ford. And, and Rashawn Gary. Sure. I guess if Taylor, Jonah Williams, and Dillard all go Those ahead. Those are the three that are gone. If that happens, then it could happen. Yeah, then you're choosing between Cody Ford. But I think that's when they lean defense in that scenario and say, okay, we'll take Montez Sweat. And there's been a lot of talk from, I mean, especially since Dave Lapham brought it up, that the Bengals want to trade back too. They want to pick yeah. up a third rounder maybe. Maybe they want to get, because then you get four guys in the top 100 maybe, depending on how far back they go. Maybe that's something they're interested in. Sure. And, if the, and if a quarterback falls, then as Justice Mosqueda pointed out and we've talked about, that 11th overall pick for a quarterback is immensely valuable due to the fifth-year option being much cheaper. And if, it, yeah. and if only one quarterback goes somehow and the Bengals want to trade back at that point, then you get money. They would have suitors if that happened. Yeah. Because I do think the Giants could be looking to move up from 17 to get their guy also. So they're in a weird situation. Giants are going to either be forced – to move up from from six and try and get ahead of the Redskins or call the Redskins bluff, take their guy at six or move up from 17 and take their guy. So uh, I think the Giants could be movers also. It'll be interesting, though, but I think the Bengals will have suitors as long as there's a quarterback still there at 11. It'll be really fascinating to see, I think. There are a multitude of really interesting scenarios that have been thrown out in the last couple of days. Maybe the Bengals will shock the world and trade up, right? Who knows? It's unlikely, I think. But if you're talking about, and this is a question you posed me today, Joe, would you rather have Ed Oliver or Devin White and Cody Barton? Or would you, what was it? What was the alternative? Montez Sweat? Or, yeah, it was Montez Sweat and Cody and Barton. And Cody Barton, right. Right. You're so let's up, say they take say yeah, Cody, Cody Barton, Barton in the third. third which exactly. I shot back at you and said, nobody has him in the third. And you're like, well, Gil Brandt has him in the third, and so do we, I think. 
Do yeah. we? Well, we don't have a lot of players, so ranking-wise, he's in the third. But, um, you know, we, sh- we only have 200 players. He has a pretty solid grade, though. He does. He's not a bad prospect at all, actually. He probably grades out more like a fourth. More like a fourth, yeah. Yeah. And it may be the fourth round. My point was, and you can use last year's third round picks because they had two, both on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Uh, Hubbard had a fine third round rookie year, and Blake Jefferson gave them nothing. Uh, his fault or not, we don't know. But he, but they got nothing out of him as a rookie year. So using that third round pick. Uh, thinking of the the different ways it could go. It could be Tyler Croft and Paul Dawson. It could be um, Michael Johnson was a great third-round pick, right? So it, it could be a lot of things. Point being, that could get you Ed Oliver or Devin White. In your opinion, is that worth it? Yeah, uh, that, that gets pretty tricky. When you actually think about the real history of third-round picks and you, you have you have to kind of remove yourself from the from the mock draft process the simulators that exist because in the third round in the simulators it's a gold mine yeah you can have anybody you want in the third round in these simulators almost always there's going to be players you love there that usually isn't how the real draft works out and even if it is those guys are falling because of who knows why reasons sometimes they shouldn't be falling sometimes they should be falling and the Bengals aren't going to pick those guys that you want them to pick in the third round anyway most it might be Ja'Kai Polite in the third round. So use that Ja'Kai name. Polite. I mean, there's a guy who failed every filter, and it's probably very similar to Paul Dawson, but someone you like on tape. Uh, and is that worth the bet, or would you rather just move up and go get a guy that you think is a blue-chip prospect that fills a position and plays right away and the difference between taking a Montez Sweat or an Andre Dillard, I think. Yeah. So today's poll Let's summarize this section. We really went on a nice tangent there. Today's poll is the final of the Lockdown Bengals Mock Madness series. Would you rather have, and if it's, if it's trading up or an unlikely fall, Ed Oliver or Devin White? Yep. These are your last two guys. These are you voted for throughout the process. Each time you guys felt they beat their competition, You got these are two guys that you want, the top guys. Who's number one? And that comes with the caveat also of if they're attainable and how to make sure they're attainable by Bengals moving up a couple spots. Maybe they have to. What are we going to talk about for the rest of the show, Joe? We have a little bit of news coming out of Paul Brown Stadium. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about your Bengals Top 100 that released, and we'll talk about the Shadow Team project. So stay tuned for all those things. Next up will be some news. And we'll make fun of the Steelers a little bit too. That'll always be fun. We'll be right back. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. 
Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Welcome back to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We are just about 24 hours away from when the Bengals will pick as we're recording this right now. Or no, it'd be more around kickoff time of the first pick. So a little bit early there, 25 hours away maybe. Anyways... Uh, what are we talking about today, Jake? We got some news first. Paul Brown Stadium reports that Zach Taylor called John Taylor. <laughs> Ooh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, my A-T-T. God. I got a new job yesterday. I started yesterday, guys, and I'm tired. Can you tell? Anyway, Zach Taylor called John Ross to tell him, we're not going to trade you when those trade rumors are going around last week. And John Ross talked about it. And John Ross said some other things that were pretty interesting, talking about having seen L.A. film. Joe, you, you read this article. What did it say? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and he said, because coaches can't talk to players too much, can't have too much contact, or at least they really can't talk about the playbook until this week. And he said all he had to do was watch Rams film, which, of course, uh, we hope the offense sound. It looks like, and I think the fact that the players went back and watched, because Andy Dalton said he did too, Rams tape, is pretty telling that this offense could be very, very similar. And I think we hope it is. But point being is, and Dalton said this as well, that if you look, all three receivers for the Rams would have had a thousand yards if Cooper Cup didn't get hurt. And John Ross talked about, about that, how the receiver room's kind of buzzing about the opportunities. Uh, and it's a fresh start. And he's also on a new training regimen to be more durable and, and healthy and stronger. Uh, but he is hurt right now with tightness, not practicing, uh, currently and Ross is training with TJ Hushman's out of running routes with him like he did last year so that's positive news it's always good to hear that guys are working with TJ Hushman's out of one of my favorite Bengals of all time to answer that question that we get a lot really great reverend I always said TJ was like a running back after he caught the ball hard to bring down really good after the catch he was so good at running routes him and Carson Palmer those y option routes in the slot where they would basically break it off different areas depending on the coverage. They were unstoppable together. I mean, yeah, that's it is part that I want him to learn that mental aspect of running routes with from TJ, but I also that. want him I want him to there were times last year he just wasn't snapping his routes off physically and I he has that ability where TJ didn't. So, you I do kind of wonder about the mix, but the mental part of it, no doubt about it. Yeah. 
And also news today, the Bengals picked up the fifth-year option for former first-round pick William Jackson the third. I think we all expected this. This is not surprising in the least. Jackson, we hope, will sign an extension. He's easily the best corner on the team. And back there with Jesse Bates in the secondary, you feel good about the future of the Bengals secondary. You have at least two of your five pieces. Did they say how much it that was, the fifth-year option? I imagine it's got to be about nine and a half or $10 million. Uh, thinking of what Denard was this past year was eight point eight, I believe. Then it's probably so, a little bit more, right? Because they're right, picked two about years the later spot. now. Yeah, so probably, probably what nine point eight, maybe a million dollars more. Maybe, yeah, it's got to be in that range though, which is a a good deal because I think when he's ultimately extended, if he continues to play well the next two years, we're looking in the the, the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, maybe even more by that time range. So nine million is not bad. So last year for a corner that was picked 11 to 32 was 9 million, so went up 2 million. So somewhere in the 9 to 9.5 million dollar range. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. Still a good deal. Oh, yeah. Can't be mad. And that's for next year, right? Because this is his fourth year? Yes. So it's, it's so still we have two, two more, more years. years. Yeah. Okay. Just, just to be clear. The last bit of news we'll talk about today in the AFC North is that the Steelers gave Ben Roethlisberger a hilarious extension. That totals $34 million a year over the next two years. He's making $12 million this year. And then for 2020-2021, million a year. The team's falling apart around him. They will absolutely need to hit these drafts out of the ballpark, I think, to make him relevant. Especially, I mean, the Steelers are going to win games. But I'm talking like relevant in late January and February. They have to, a lot of work to do i think to sell me that they're going to be there yeah i agree i think the defense is poor i think they have missed way too many high draft picks recently uh and they're lucky that they find a john connor to replace Le'Veon bell they're lucky that juju smith schuster is is able to step into a role now i don't know if he's the number one but he's gonna be able to step into the role and, and get a buttload of targets being without antonio brown being there i do think they address wide receivers somewhere early in this draft but still they need to stop messing around, and they need to hit it. Now, I don't want them to, right? <laughs> I hope they draft the worst player available every time and continue to do exactly what they're doing because handing Big Ben, who did not have a good year last year, that type of money, uh, is not the way I would try to build my team at his age. You know, I was just trying to look back and see how did we – because Smith-Schuster was a second-round pick, and he wasn't really – right, second round? He was, yeah. And John Ross really, was in the first. Right. Nobody really talked about Smith-Schuster as a first-round guy, maybe early in the process, and then his testing was mediocre. He had a, what, 50th percentile, give or take, athlete. Yep. And I just I just went and looked on playerprofiler.com. Mm-hmm. His breakout age, 94th percentile. That's yep. the one big metric is, in his favor. It's funny because Every, Everything Jake and else I... is average. Yeah. When we've gone through our, our wide receiver grading, Jake, he goes, well, why are we – putting so much weight on the breakout age. And I say, well, look at it. You know, uh, it, it can overcome a lot of things. You can have average testing, but if you're a 21-year-old, it's kind of like you're still growing into your body. If you're a 23-year-old with average testing, you're maxed out. It's it's kind of a situation with Tyler Boyd. He didn't have great testing either, but his breakout age also was a very high percentile. So he was able to, two years later, we see, okay, there was still a little bit more to him. Here he is now. DeAndre Hopkins was the closest comparable on playerprofiler.com for Juju Smith-Schuster, although Hopkins was a more dominant 
on the dominator, quote unquote, the, the, the percentile based, the market share based metric. He was better. He was more productive in college, worse athlete, but had a 99th percentile breakout age. Yeah, that's funny how that works, right? The, the breakout age has a strong correlation for receivers. Anyway, the only reason that I look into any of that is because I'm like, man, how do we miss it? Because it's draft season, right? So I'm thinking about how do we miss on Juju Smith-Schuster the way we did? Because when they took him in the second round, I was like, yeah, whatever. He's, he's going to be just a guy. And now he's gone on to be one of the better slot players in the league. And now I'll have to play outside. And we'll see. But will he have to play outside? No. Your number one can be in the slot. Okay. You know? Sure. I, yeah, you know I, that. And, yeah, and I do. So, and it's also – a lot of people talk about Juju now two years, three years later. And because – Think of the teams in the first round that went Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross. I mean, in hindsight, you take Juju. All those all those teams do. And uh, so, yeah, we all don't like Juju either. I know this. I understand this. If you're listening to this right now, say, why are we talking about the Steelers so much? Well, you keep an eye on your enemy. You keep them close so that you can beat them, hopefully, one day, please. And more than anything, I'm talking about it because it's an exercise in looking back at what went wrong a couple of years yep. ago, right? And like... Earlier today, I messaged show man, we have Debo Samuel lower than I thought he would be because I went back and I did our rankings for our what would the Bengals do draft. I'm like, why is Debo Samuel so low amongst our wide receivers? Because he had good testing, good production, uh, you know, good, pl- not great testing, good testing. He has a good film grade. He has, you know, good enough size, uh, average size, I guess. But his, his breakout age was 47th percentile, and that's really weighing him down. And that's not to say that he can't go on and be really good. But this is why Nikhil Harry is at the top of our list, and it's because of that breakout age. He's the only yep. one with a breakout age percentile higher than 90. So yep. maybe he has some issues to work on, but he has time to do it. That's, that's the thought process anyway. And if you saw my board today, went out on The Athletic, not only was it uh, what I project the Bengals board to look like, and I'll be honest, I'll toot my own horn for, horn for just one second. If you would have followed my board the last three years, it would it would have said they're taking uh, William Jackson, John Ross, Billy Price. And I know we get, we get spoiled because Dave Lapham uh, seems to know the pick every time. But building the board, in my opinion, is a, a great exercise for me to give me a really good idea of who they expect to be there and who I think they'll pick. So go check that out and, and see, because uh, let's say we we're right now, the official pick from lap is Andre Dillard, but if Dillard goes number eight, where do the Bengals go? And I think that's why the board is important to go look at and attached to that also is Jake and I's board that we've worked on uh, for the last few months. And there's over 200 players. I think I showed the first 150 or so, uh, but I will update that during the week after day one, after day two, after day three, to really see three remaining players and who's best available. So check that out on the athletic. And that's especially interesting for us, Joe, because you've been doing this for a few years now. You've been drafting along, essentially. And and for a while, you were just picking in the middle of the first round. And I told you right. one year, that's a dumb idea. You're, 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 you're shafting yourself. No team that's constantly picking 16th is ever going to hit it. And you didn't even have free agency to help bolster the team, right? So you're relying right. on hitting only draft picks in the middle of the draft. You're never getting a blue chip player or almost never getting a blue chip player. So I told you, you got to find a way to get yourself picking higher and then picking more realistic to the skill level on your team. So let's talk a little bit about the shadow teams, but only after we take a break. Okay, we'll you do that. You have to take a break. I'm tired, man. I, I, I'm working now. I'm a working man. Yeah, I see it. Uh, we'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. 
At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. Support for this podcast comes from The First One with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is The First One. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. It's almost like sometimes before you even get in the industry, it's like you set up to fail. And there's so many moments where you can win, and the winning is great, but it's so many things that you go through to get to the win. And so much more who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to the next level, changed their life, overlooked to being overbooked. When I was recording the song, I already knew it was going to be a global hit. And I'm not joking, my G. I really felt it inside of me. I was like, I just can't wait to see a number one. Join me every Thursday with the first one drops only on Amazon Music. Let's go. It is the Locked On Bengals podcast, and this is the last segment of today before we really get into tomorrow's show, and I think that's what everyone's waiting for. But we want to talk about a few things. One thing first, big thing, a lot of people have asked on Twitter for a long time. This is the first time I have ever really talked to an audience about what I've done for now, I want to say, Six or seven years? It may even be eight. I have to look and see when the first time I did it. it might have been 2012. Anyway. Has the team ever made the playoffs, Joe? No. I mean, I've only started simulating them. And let me tell you what's doing. We call it a shadow team, okay? And if you want to participate in this, uh, basically what we do is we draft w- while we're watching the draft. So you're watching it on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If you're going to pick 20th, 1st, 10th, wherever you decide you want to start drafting your shadow team and i and i suggest starting it in the middle round that's where i did i actually started like an expansion team where you had two picks in every round but i took them 15 16 back to back every round i did that for three years to try and build up the roster to give me a nice little push and start uh now expansion I do teams get the first overall pick in their first year i'm they, just gonna point that out i think that do. i what did they get two picks in the first round they get the first and last pick. Oh, well, round. that's what you should do in the first year, I think, if you're listening and you're going to start it this then year. Then fine. Then do, then do that. But that's my yeah, idea. I, I just did it because I thought I'd draft a superstar. I can't remember. I think it was Andrew Luck that year. That's why I didn't do it. It was 2012. That is the sole reason why I didn't start with number one. Okay. Because uh, then my team would be making the playoffs. Anyways. So. After you dealt with a year of injury. But, yeah, continue. Yes. Great. So when, if you're, let's say you're picking 15th, you're watching the draft, you've got a board, whether you download Dane Brugler's or check ours or whatever you're going to use, find someone's draft board, use the consensus board from Arif Hassan. Uh, that would be probably give you a good idea. Anyways, so when 15th comes up, the Redskins are on the clock. you got to make your pick live. You say, okay, I'm taking Cody Ford. I'm going to start with a, uh, an offensive lineman. And uh, that's your pick. And that you slot them on the roster. You go into the second round, same thing. You're picking 15th. You pick whoever you want at that spot. The idea is to look at it one, two, three, four, five years down the line and say, you know, I really missed on that in the first round. I should have taken this guy. Or I should have uh, drafted this position. Whatever the case may be. Or you look back and say, man, yeah, look at the steal I got in the sixth round. Anyways, my team is full right now. I, I've got a full roster for the most part. I don't have a punter, but... 
I'm not drafting a punter, so I don't have one. Anyways, I can simulate them in Madden. I've got a full roster. I can put them on there. My team is picking ninth this year because I think we went seven and nine. Uh, two years in a row. I think I picked eighth last year, ninth this year. Team is not very good. It's like Kirk Cousins. I had Kareem Hunt, but he kicked a girl in the hotel, so now I don't have a running back. <laughs> and Right, these things happen on your team. It's kind of like fantasy. Oh, it's not but, funny. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that part's not funny. You're laughing at me because I had a good player, and then he's stupid. So this, this is the situation I'm in, in a bad class where I can't draft a running back anytime. Anyways, point being, it's a lot of people have asked because it sounds fun. And I don't know if I made it sound fun, but I, I, I can, you know, play it up on Twitter and, and people think it looks like a good time. So I, I urge you guys to try it. Uh, decide where you want to pick. I picked in the middle of the rounds. You don't have to pick 10 and 20 if you want to want to make it harder for you where you, you're not automatically picking a, uh, an elite player at the top. Let's do this. Let's say easy. Let's have three difficulty levels. Make it like a video game. Easy. You're picking fifth and 25th. Okay. Uh, regular normal difficulty, let's say 10th and 25th or 10th and 20th. And then, well, but then that, that kind of makes that we don't want to make it that, 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 okay. So maybe easy is like fifth and and 18th. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, okay. So you get higher picks for each one, right? Yeah. So medium would be like fifth and 20th and hard would be 15 and 30, 15 and 30. Yeah. Hard would be very hard. Hard to get off yeah. the ground picking 15 and 30. And and eventually you have to stop picking in two, two rounds every year, right? Yeah, he uh, went three years doing three that. Years. To try and get the roster up there. Or else you're going to have guys retiring before you even get a, a roster put together. Because there's mean, no it, free agency in this exercise. Exactly. There isn't. And I wanted to make it just about drafting and see how good you would actually be doing the exercise. So I, other people have done this now around the around – the, the, NFL fan bases, I say, uh, NFL Twitter, and they pick for their where their team is drafting. So if you want to take the Bengals and say, all right, we're just going to pick 11th, I'm going to take who I think they should take. So that's another way to do it also. So it's really up to you. But if you guys participate, let us know. Tweet us at the Lockdown account. Tell us who you take each round or, or after the seven rounds are done. Tweet us who you drafted. You'll see ours also. Uh, but I picked ninth this year, and I'm hoping a good player falls the same way the Bengals are. Here, here's the rules, though. You have to make your pick live. If you don't, yes. if you don't make your pick live, don't tell us uh, after the whole draft has happened and say, I don't know, Montez Sweat somehow drops into the third round and you pick him in the third round. Like I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. You would have picked him in the second round. That's true. You, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. uh, announce your picks at least you know ten minutes after the pick. Publish that. Put it on Twitter. Make it visible so I don't have to call you on your bullshit. Yeah, because in year three for me, I missed a chunk of the draft, right? And I was concerned, how am I going to do this? I actually wasn't looking at it at all because I was invested at this time. And I said, how am I going to still participate? I don't want to miss out on a few rounds here. It was in the middle. And I, I was in, I was on vacation. I just got married. Anyways, um, so what I did was I pulled up the review, a draft, you know, the draft ticker. And I I trusted myself. I said, I'm not going to look ahead. I'm only going to scroll down slowly. When I get to my pick, I'm going to make my pick. And I ended up taking someone, and it might have been Deron Smith here, where I took him, you know, he didn't go into the seventh. I took him in the third or fourth, whatever it was. And uh, so you've got to trust yourself if you're going to do that. But I think it, until you're invested, it's dangerous to do it. I say try to do it live. If you can, that is the op- that is what we're trying to do. It's the object of the game is to draft live on the spot. I took Miles Jack in the first round a couple of years ago. He didn't go into the second round. So, I, you know, it happens. Those things are going to happen to you. So where should I pick this year, Joe? You've seen my team. 
I don't have a quarterback. Right. Mason Rudolph, Nick Schemenek are my two quarterbacks. I don't have yeah. any running backs, literally at all. Should I go? Should I go five, five and fifteen this year? Give myself a chance to dig out of the hole, and then next year start going middle rounds. Middle yeah, do rounds. that. Especially because we'll be recording at that time tomorrow. So don't do it for 15 or, or, or 20 or 30. We may not record up until maybe the 13th, 14th pick. We're going to talk after the Bengals pick and get off there so we're not recording for three hours. But uh, to make it live, yeah, pick one of them to be high. Maybe right. maybe do 5 and 20 or something in that range. I'll do, I'll, I'll do 5 and 15. I'm going to okay. make. I'm going to take an easy year. I'm going to go on the easy difficulty list this year because when I started, I took 15 and 16. I started with Derwin James and Harold Landry, which I'm pretty happy with. But I, I, I really need some cornerstone players here outside of Derwin James because I've only done one year so far. And you're going to do nine, so you'll get two live shadow drafting picks next next week. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a draft. We're doing this it tomorrow. Is. And, and while we're talking about what's happening tomorrow, I mean, obviously the draft is happening tomorrow. Joe and I are going to be live. We're going to we're gonna record live. So we're going to be on, Joe, what are we going to use? Are we going to use your Periscope again? Oh, yeah, we are going to do that live. I for- completely forgot. Yeah, we are going to maybe do that on Periscope so people can watch us. You know what? I was just thinking we are going to record for the podcast, but. Well, we are. Right. right. I just mean I forgot we are going to do a live stream. So if you're interested in that. Find us on Twitter because we will. Ha- the link will probably be on there, right? That's how we did it last time. Periscope and Twitter yeah. can link right up. Yeah, because you can you can stream it straight from your Twitter. That's how we use Periscope. We tried Twitch at first, and I know that the Draft Network and like Josh Norris have also tried on Twitch. And the I don't know I don't know if they're still doing it or not. But we tried Twitch. It didesn't seem to take. We'll we'll do Periscope probably only exclusively. Yeah. And uh, you guys can follow along. You can watch a draft with us, with us there. We're going to have the draft rolling. We're going to have to find a way to mute the audio so it doesn't come through so we don't get copyright infringement issues. But we'll be live. You can hang out with us. And there will still be a podcast. So if you're worried you, you want to watch a draft, you don't want to hear us jibber-jabbering the whole draft, you can watch the draft and you can still download the podcast later. It'll still be available. So all those things are going to be happening. Joe, anything else we got to talk about today? It's almost draft day, man. It is. I'm nervous, excited. It's uh, going to be a busy day tomorrow, full day, because we both got work. We got our day jobs. It'll help make the day go by faster. But, man, yeah, I mean, I'm excited because people are going to hear our live reactions, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, this is going to be the first time you've done that, right? We've talked about this for a while, like watching a game. People want to watch games with us, all, you especially. I'm, I say us. I'm lumping myself into your elite company at this point. But Stop. <laughs> I do think that would be fun, though, to yeah. watch games with people. That's the next. See, JP, you got to figure out how to do it without it being illegal is the only thing. Why does it have to be illegal? I don't know. Can't man. we just make NFL. the case that it should be awesome, let's all do it? You you take that to Paul Tagliabue, the defunct, the no longer it's owner not, of the NFL. Okay, I was gonna say I thought Roger I thought Goodell. You were. <laughs> Paul Tagliabue was the first name that came into my head. It took me a while to get to Roger Goodell. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this is where we are, guys. The draft needs to come already. Like this is uh, Paul Tagliabue, man. Kick the draft off. Let's go. It's Christmas Eve. We're with the eleventh uh, pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select. This podcast has been brought to you by Abco Safety. Give them a call at five one three six seven two one eight one eight and check them out online at abcosafety.com. If you do give them a call when you're placing your first order, 
15% off if you mention Locked On Abco. This has been the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll see you tomorrow on Draft Day, Bengals fans. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.